Welcome, everybody, back to the Game Ball Podcast. I am your host, Mark. Uh, today, we are joined by Tom. Um, once again, uh, Jen will not be here today, but uh, hopefully we'll have her for the next episode. Uh, but um, this time, we don't have the excuse that we're talking too much Final Fantasy and she didn't want to be here. Uh, <laughs> maybe it's because we're going to be talking too much Wii U in our big maybe. topic. Maybe, maybe, she has this heart, maybe she has something against Reggie Fielmies that she just didn't want to talk about his 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 uh baby in the wii u that whole nintendo tax thing really pissed her off <laughs> yeah she <laughs> fuck nintendo um so yeah so that'll be our topic later and we'll also get into a little bit uh, as we're screeching towards extra life here um as i discussed on tc tam one time as you get older you just look up and it's like been a week it's been a like, month Mark. it's like it's been i look up and it was summer like two seconds ago. I don't know what happened. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, oh, Christ, it's October. We have to start thinking extra light. Um, so uh, we'll get into that. But first, Tom, as always, what have you been playing? So I've been dabbling a little more in Ever Crisis. Nice. Uh, it's interesting how they have, they've added new, ce- they, new scenes throughout the game. And it's not... I, I guess they they need some filler because they can't they can't put they're not putting like the whole ga- like you can't play the whole game at once it's like mission based yeah just so it so it lengthens it out yeah it's, it's kind of but, peace walker esque kinda but they like they'll they some of the missions are just talking to people and oh, that's okay. fine because like you don't get some of those interactions in um in the original game. Like you might talk to Biggs or Wedge a little more than than you normally would, or you might talk to Jesse or just stuff that you wouldn't normally have done in the original game. Uh, so I, it's it's interesting to see that kind of stuff. I haven't gotten very far in it still because I've been exhausted for the past the past two. <laughs> uh, my my child and dog have decided, yeah, I don't feel like sleeping anymore. So it's been it's been uh, difficult to get. A whole lot of gaming done, but I. Besides that, I've been playing Starfield. Um, I may have mentioned this on stream, but I haven't haven't mentioned it here. So during my playthrough of Starfield, I'm going about my business. It's really early on in the game, and I'm I'm doing this side quest for somebody. I'm going to turn on electrical panels or something, and I come across a room, and it's locked. I was like, all right, well, I'll pick this lock. So I open the open the lock, and there's a dead guy in the ground oh lovely something okay. must have, something or someone must have killed him uh and then i get attacked by like a robo dog which i kill yeah. i i managed to i managed to not die from this robo dog i'm like all right well i'll just go pick up all the stuff that's in there and it'll be blamed on this robo dog thing and then i walk away go about my business and then i get lost and i end up back in that area and then all of a sudden I get arrested. I'm like, what happened? I didn't do anything. Okay. And now all of a sudden I'm being blackmailed and told that I have to <laughs> I have to go undercover and be yeah. be in a pirate gang. And I'm like, I just wanted to I just wanted to turn on electrical panels. I don't know what <laughs> happened here. This is not the same game. So now so now I'm an undercover pirate agent thing that I didn't and that yeah. I got blackmailed into doing. Yeah, so one of two things there. Um uh, that getting arrested is scripted. I figured it was. I was like, there's no way that this is not a scripted event that other people haven't seen. No, it's the first time you get a bounty. 
Um, so that was the first time you broke the law at any point. Um, Which, uh, immediately. Because <laughs> I did something stupid for mine. I debated going back into a safe oh. because I was like, I don't know oh. if I want to do this. I accidentally brought contraband into uh, to, to Jemison, and they do that scan beforehand. Oh, yeah. That'll, they'll get yeah. you on that every time. Yeah, so they that's how I got caught. But, yeah, so that... Did, did you get a chance to read the stuff on the computer and stuff in the RoboDog room? Yes. Yes, it was a very funny... It's so good. It was a very funny interaction reading all that stuff. Yeah, it, well, it was what, one of my favorite out-of-nowhere things. What the hell was the guy's name? I did it so long ago. I forget that. I just remember the whole thing. Where the he, guy, like, used his, he used his name as a verb. Yeah, he's like you got ricked or something. I don't remember yeah. what the hell. I don't remember what his name yeah, was, but like, it was well, something, something like that. And I was like, this guy's definitely had this coming. Yeah, yeah. So we're not going to spoil too much of that. Uh, but if you have run into this situation, I recommend reading um, the computer and all that stuff in the room because make sure there's no security around. That's all. Yeah, this is one of those uh, uh, Bethesda off the beaten path weird things that happen. Um, because you were doing a side quest, so this was a side to a side quest. Yeah, it was a side to a side quest. It had nothing to do with the main quest I was on. It just happened. Because <laughs> it's a Bethesda game, there's a locked door. Yeah. Generally, there's going to be something that you want behind that door. Yeah. And yeah, it, honestly, yeah. I if I was going to do it again, I would not have gone in there because they didn't. I didn't really get anything great out of there. I mean, maybe if the if I got to keep the dog, the robo dog, that'd be one yeah. thing, but I, yeah, I, I wouldn't do it again. Yeah. So I found that throughout the game, a lot of these locked doors, it really depends on what, how you're playing the game, whether they're worth it. Um, breaking into the stuff is worth it because you get to up the, your breaking in ability. Um, so once you, once you go to the next level on it and you have to do like 15 lock picks, you just pick every lock. Mm -hmm. um, that you see, and I just buy. I buy if you haven't done this, start doing this already, Tom. Every shop I go to, I look and see if they have digi picks, and I just buy them. Um, that was one of the things the guy had. He had like fifty digi picks. Yeah, like so I would just that was the one. That was the one thing I got out of it. Yeah, yeah. Med packs, trauma packs, and digi picks. Every vendor I go to, I see if they have it, um, just to stock myself, just in case. Because I got stuck one time where. Um, you know, I was eating all the food I could find because I ran out of ways to heal myself. Um, yep, that's that's a Bethesda thing for sure. Yeah. So, so yeah, uh, yeah. But I find that a lot of times you break into the rooms and there's just weapons, and I'm like, I don't. I use like three guns. I don't. I don't need all these weapons. Um, so I end up just taking the ammo and leaving. Um, yeah, I still haven't figured out. Like, there's so many weapons, but I haven't figured out what ammo goes to what thing yet. I I can't off the top of my head. I got to look it up every time. Yeah, um, like every time I pick up a gun, I'm like, what ammo does this use? Because I don't know if I have any. Yeah. And then I think I went and bought some, and it was the wrong ammo the, for the wrong gun. I was like, yeah. great. Now I have there's, a useless bunch of ammo that I'm never going to use. Thankfully, there's no weight on those things. Yeah, thank God. Also, very hard to earn credits. <laughs> it's not yeah. an easy, like, you got to do all kinds of shit to earn credits. Yeah, I, for some reason, um, uh, do, do you have another game after Starfield that you played? Um, let me think. I just I bought a new Mister, so I've been messing around with that. Okay. Other than that, no, not really. All right, because then we'll, we'll just transition. That's fine. We can transition to your Starfield. Okay. That's fine. Okay, and we'll no 
we can still talk about Starfield. I just didn't want to hold stuff back. Um, no, like I said, it's been a long week, long couple of weeks, and I re- I actually been playing. I played a lot of uh, Birth by Sleep, which we'll talk about later. Yeah, yeah, uh, I didn't play as much as you probably played um, because I've been playing another <laughs> RPG. Um, but yeah, so the weirdest thing is it took me a while to start making good credits and stuff like that. Like it took me so long to get to the 125 for my dream house. Uh, it was 125,000 credits, um, which I finally did. Um, and then, um, got and bought that. And now I'm like easily getting up to, you know, five, six figures. I'm like, I'm like, Oh crap. I have 110,000. Like how'd that happen? You know, (laughs) like, I don't know if they just started like, I don't know if things that earn you income. No, I'm still paying my parents, by the way. You're still paying them off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I pay them $500 every so often. Oh, well, um, that's not too bad. Yeah. So, um, it's a, no, it's 2% of my income. So, oh, okay. Yeah, whatever that. But it, yeah. But either way, um, I got to finish that quest. So I stopped paying them. Um, but, you know, for some reason, I'm just getting, I, I just started doing a lot of the quest, like getting mission boards everywhere and just finishing that. Um, I, and picking up as many guns as possible and then selling them. But, you know, it's because a lot of people, I'm starting to get to the point where, okay, I have my six guns, you know, that I'm using. I have yep. my laser weapon, I have my pistols, uh, one damages robots and one does something else. And then I have my three, like, rifles, you know, so about six weapons I have. And I'm just selling everything else. <laughs> but the thing you got to know is that... Y- um, I don't know if you run into this selling, like if you're, if, if you really want to make money, you got to go into the commerce skill tree thing, uh, because it makes things 10% less and you get more money for selling. Okay. Um, and then there's different levels of that. Um, I think I'm on the second level. So maybe that's why I'm getting money, um, more than, better than you. Well, I'm not getting um, anything now because I'm stuck on a ship going after pirates. Yeah. So yeah, I'm so, not going to make any money. Yeah. So just to let you know, if you haven't already started that. Um, you don't necessarily, there's no time limit on it. Just to let you know. Oh, I started it already. Cause okay. I thought they made it seem like you had to do it right now. I, uh, I, like, I only found it out because I, uh, I went to do something else that I was already doing. Um, before I, uh, and then they just didn't ever call me back and I'm like, okay, I'll just keep doing everything else. Um, that's, that's so. annoying. I wish I would have known that. <laughs> um, I, okay. I would have continued on my my mission to turn on electrical panels and been happy about it. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I don't know how long it'll be. The, uh, I did the free star ranger thing to become a free star ranger. And, yep. um, that took like four hours. Um, the main case you have to do to become a ranger. Um, it's, it's fun and interesting and a lot of good twists and turns in it, but it is like, it's, it's almost like a main quest, you know? Um, yep. and, you know, oh, and uh, one word of advice for anybody out there who hasn't figured this out yet um, that doesn't want to go full evil person and get your ship shielded enough that you can bring contraband anywhere. Um, if you pick up any um, piece of contraband, um, I'm not going to tell you what's in these places, but just go into the wolf system, which is close to where you start off near Seoul and near where New Amsterdam is, um, you know, and that has a place called the Den where you don't get scanned and you can sell whatever you want there. Um, so word of advice, you pick up anything contraband, uh, make sure you go there before <laughs> traveling to somewhere that scans you. Um, I had to reload a save cause I did that by accident. Um, 
and you can go to the Red Mile, um, which you'll find out about later, and sell to the bartender there. Because um, those are two of the places that have a lot of money uh, on the vendors um, that don't scan you. So, word of advice from, from your good pal Mark here, <laughs> who's playing a lawful good character that has sold 25 harvested organs, and nobody has said anything. <laughs> I'm trying to play. I was trying to play a lawful good character, but they they threw that out the window real fast. <laughs> uh, I, I'm the worst lawful good I get, but I'm just saying like the um, so there's relationships in this game. If you didn't know that yet, um, I have finished a relationship and currently have a wife. Excellent, good for um, you. So thank you, thank you. Uh, so that was fun. Um, I don't know if I meet anyone else in the game that I would. I I think I can divorce her. I think there's a way to just divorce. Um, can multiple wives, maybe? No, can't have multiple wives. There seems to be a thing where I need to break up with this one uh, before I go. But I didn't see anybody else I liked so far, so um, I did that. It's a weird, weird quest. But anyway, um, so basically, I'm at like 53 hours in the wow. game. It's like two no, days I'm, and something. I'm not anywhere near that. <laughs> Uh, and I'm only on main quest number six of 19 um, because I've been doing a lot of Freestar Ranger stuff and rescuing hostages and taking out pirates. Um, so, 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 Mark, here's here's yeah. my 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 plan. I think once I once I get out of this quest to do the stupid yeah. pirate stuff. Yeah. After you tell me your plan, I'll give you a word of advice for. I think I'm going to mainline the story. I think I'm just going to go because I. I get so caught up in side quests. This game has so many yeah. side quests. I think I'm just going to, I'm doing main yeah. quest the rest of the time I'm playing. So my advice to you is at least wherever you're at, and it's for everybody else out there, make sure you do the main quest through uh, the quest known as Into the Unknown, which I think is the fifth one. Because mm -hmm. uh, something really big happens in that and changes the game. Um, not in a bad, it just, it, you're out of the tutorial at that point, essentially. Yeah. Um, so just follow through to that, and then then you can fuck off and do whatever you want, or you can mainline the story. But for anybody uh, yeah. out there that's dicking around, making, like me, making a, uh, a mining outpost on the moon, or <laughs> our moon, Luna, um, where I'm trading with Mars, um, you just get through that. Because I got through that, and I was like, oh, this is the game. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Because I, I was, I was listening to Easy Allies the other day, and Huber was talking about mainlining it and like just just blowing through the story. And I'm like, man, I I don't know that I've ever done that in an in like a a Bethesda game. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna try that. So yeah, I think um, it, it it's it's fine to do that. Like I said, yeah, this is for not just you because you probably have a little less time than some people that probably listen to this. So, you know, they may want to still dick around more. I'm just telling for everybody out there, get through the Into the Unknown quest, and then, then do what you gotta do. It doesn't lock you out of anything. Um, like I said, I... No return. Yeah, there's no no point of no return or anything like that. It, I, I'm, I'm 100% sure that that's like the end of the tutorial, essentially. Mm -hmm. um, uh, so, word of advice. But, I'm having fun. I have my dream house, I have my wife. I have my ship um, that um, if you guys want a really good ship and like ship combat, um, I would finish the Freestar Ranger initiation quest. The first one you get with them. 
um, because uh, the ship you get is really worth it, and you probably don't need to spend money on a ship unless if you want, unless you like what the ships look like, but they're way too expensive. Um, I have like zero interest in pay- in getting yeah. a new ship. Yeah. So if you like, if you need to do any ship combat, Tom, um, I would find a way after you mainline the quest to get um, to go do the Free Star Ranger thing, and then that ship should be fine for you. Um, okay. Yeah, I did a whole, and it's only the first quest they give you. You don't have to do all the other shit. Um, I did a side quest that got me another ship, and mm-hmm. the Free Star Ranger ship blows it out of the water. And this, the quest isn't as hard as the one that I had to do to get the other ship. Um, I'll, t- I'll tell you about that off air, um, just so we don't spoil it for people, because it, it has a pretty fun mechanic to it, the ship that I got from the side quest. Um, but yeah, that's basically what I've been doing in Starfield. I I'm probably going to go back when I get some time to um, maybe decorate my home a little bit, put some of the books that I've been gathering on the shelves. They don't make it easy to do that. Um, so uh, maybe it's easier on mouse and keyboard or something, but um, probably it's probably, it probably allows you to like put exactly where you want it to go. Yeah. So, so I got a little bit of my bedroom done. I got my office space done. Um, I just want to fill the shelf up with books so that my ship isn't carrying books. And I think I think this was in an update, and people can correct me if I'm wrong on our, on Twitter. But I think an update came through where you can store stuff to your ship from anywhere. Oh wow, really? I think so. That would or maybe big. it's just my ship that I got, and I can do that because it, I. It, it could be. It could just be your ship. Yeah, just test it next time you get there. See if you can just go go to the pause menu to start or hamburger or whatever people call it nowadays. Um. <laughs> It's start. It'll always start. be start. Hit that button, and then when it brings up the menu with the four grid on it, go to your ship, hit cargo hold, and then you should be able to store and take anything out of there. I'll have to um, try that. Um, if you can't store, I know you can take anything out of there at any time, because doing one of the quests, I needed a cutter um, for you know the, the rocks, and I didn't have one on me, and then I was able to pull it from my ship inventory. Um, to use it for the quest. Interesting. Um, so, but check it out. I think it might have been updated in there because it made it a lot easier. Um, you know, and also you're in a couple main quests away from getting someone uh, companion that's pretty beefy in terms of being able to carry stuff. So, um, I, I, yeah, I I barely got through any of the main quests. Yeah, like I got to the building where they're like, oh, so you, so so you saw something, huh? So, okay. Yep. And then I, I fucked off and did whatever I was going to do yeah. and got caught by these people. And now I have to wait to get back to that. Yeah, just wait until you finish whatever current quest in that quest line you're in and then see if you can fuck off to go I'll back try. to the main quest. Um, yeah, because I was like, they're making me go through this entire quest line right now. Like the way the guy talks to you it makes yeah. it seem like you can't do anything else. Yeah, well, he's a he's Marine guy. Yeah, I, so yeah. I was like, all right, I guess I got to do this now, but yeah. if that's the case, I'm going to just go do whatever the hell I want. Yeah, my character's so weird. I'm I'm so I'm definitely playing her as, you know, pro free star collective, uh, but I married somebody from the UC's colonies. <laughs> um, so real Romeo and Juliet there. Um, or I guess Juliet and Juliet since Oh, uh, good for you, Mark. Yeah, well, um I am Haley Williams. Um, driving around in misery business. <laughs> I love that. That's the name of your ship. I love it. Uh, so yeah. So Starfield, 
like I said, I'm probably at an eight with it just because I love a lot of this Bethesda shit. But it is very much between a seven and eight as a game. Um, the nines and tens, I don't, I, I don't know. I, I think it's the repetitiveness I'm starting to see in some of the stations and stuff after playing it for almost over fifty hours. You know that you know some of the some of the layouts when you go on things that aren't main quests or side quests places, like you just go to somewhere on a on a planet. Mm-hmm. And it's basically just a carbon copy of somewhere you've been before. Um, you know, uh, that that's starting to annoy me a bit. But um, I'm sure if you mainline these main quests, Tom, you're not going to run into any of that. Um, okay. But but yeah, so I'm liking it a lot. All right. So the other things I'm playing, playing my sports game still. Um, FC 24 came out. Um, games are real good. The sound is great. Um, it still has a, some of the FIFA jank to it, um, even though it's in a whole new thing you know being fc now but it still has a lot of the has a lot of the stuff there um my favorite part was uh they make you uh when you do the opening match you can do um adaptive ai like learning to play against you where it changes the level depending on how good you are and the thing just kept going up and down for me it's like i'd score a goal and then it would go up to the next level and then i wouldn't have the ball for like eight minutes <laughs> in game time and it would go back down and i'm like is there like a middle between these two levels because as soon as it went down to the level i just bink like four passes later and i scored and i'm like well obviously that's too easy <laughs> and this is too hard um so it, it was uh, adaptive ai is always fun i loved it in baseball um because you go from being able to hit everything to you know you get shut out for the final five innings um, oh yeah it's it's uh it's because it, it, it bumps you up to like all-star um but anyway so Wait for NHL 24 to come out. I probably would have played it um, by the time you hear this podcast um, today because it would have been on for the trial for EA um, on Xbox. Um, but yeah, just just playing through that stuff um, and waiting for, you know, possibly in the near future having something where I don't have to sit in front of my computer in my bedroom to play college football. Um, <laughs> so... Um, yeah, and the other game I'm playing, which if you've been paying attention to on stream, um, I am going through Final Fantasy X again. And um, I could talk forever about that game because um, I think it's, it's, one, it's, one, it's one of the more unique um, in terms of, you know, the way they... The storytelling in it is, like, the best it could do between trying not to be too adult but still being mature enough, you know, kind of what seven, eight, nine, and ten all did basically. Um, and I think this is the one that didn't try to be too cool, in my opinion. Well, yeah, um, you can you can totally tell from that from uh, from Titus himself. He's kind of a dork. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just he. Um, it, it's the full story, which I love. Instead of being a hero's journey, um, you know, it doesn't have like. You know, the darkness that Seven has at parts or the ridiculousness that Eight has and, you know, and Nine story. But Ten, I love it. And um, and I think I think of all the games, I can explain everybody's personality um, as I play um, with it. I don't think I could do that for Seven, Eight, Nine. Um, and obviously the Super Nintendo NES ones are hard because there's no voice acting. You can... It's got to infer from the translation. It definitely, um, it 
definitely helps to have voice acting. Yeah. Um, because that was yeah, that was the first one that had specific voice acting. Yeah, even even um, seven, eight, and nine doesn't have, but you because of the way the characters are modeled, you can tell emotion better. Um, in some than the sprites on sixteen and eight bit. Um, so it's easier. Like yeah, but ten is the one where I think they did enough difference in the characters that you know i'm not i'm not sitting here like confused about what's irvine's old whole deal you know <laughs> or what exactly is quistus like a rapist like a, a teacher trying to sleep with her students like <laughs> you know um you know i'm like that's all confusing and then obviously seven has the whole confusing it's part of their storyline um to where i and maybe maybe it's a sacrilege, or maybe you can help me out here, Tom. I but try. I I can't really like. What is Tifa? What do you mean? What is Tifa? <laughs> like like she just like her her character. It just I I don't know. Like um, is she is she like I I guess she's a monk. Like I'm trying. I'm just trying to figure out like oh as a what as she a, is like a like in a like a Final Fan or a D yeah, and D or Final and, Fantasy. And, yeah, she's and a what's monk. her yeah, she, and what's her, her role real, is a monk. Yeah, yeah, and her and her background from what I played of seven. You played it a lot more than I do, so I'm I'm fine to be wrong here in my thinking. I outside of being like Cloud's friend, I don't know what's much more of her background. Essentially, is that well, that's, it? That's a, that's a big part of the background. <laughs> yeah, she was she was there when everything went down. She was there when yeah. Sephiroth destroyed the town, and she was almost killed by him. So she's got as much of a vendetta against Sephiroth as Cloud does. Yeah. So yeah, that was my whole thing like um yeah. like with, with that like I could um I think what Ten does um is they um they I, I don't know exactly how how to say this with with um I don't think it's better than seven. Just I'll get that out of the way if anybody's thinking that's where I'm going with this. <laughs> I don't think it's better as a game than seven. But I feel in some cases um, they get the characters to fit into Spira better, um, like non Titus. Um, right. then I think, I think sometimes some of the characters in seven, eight, and nine are sort of like they have a great idea for a character and then they sort of try and pigeonhole them in to the world of the game. Mm -hmm. Um, because I think if I remember correctly about 10, and I could be corrected as I go through this. But I think each of them have like some kind of tie to the whole summoner, you know, like two of them have lost summoners before, you know, the Ronso whole thing um, with summoners and the whole sin and spirit thing. Like everybody seems connected to all that. Um, I don't know that, that just going through and listening to the resident arc thing and which I'm hoping they do seven at some point, um, you know, just got me got me thinking we were discussing off air that I think I have two separate lists. Um, I have one list where the best games for Final Fantasy, you know, which is, you know, led by, you know, it probably goes six, seven, remake, um, and then probably ten. Ten's either four or five on the best ones I've played. Um, granted, I haven't played four um, yet, which is another one people like to put in the top five. Um, and then I have my best favorite games, which is basically the <laughs> complete opposite. You know, it's like ten... I'll replay eight an awful lot. Um, you know, I've replayed um, twelve a bit, um, and I always I play a little bit of nine. Like as much as I think seven's a great game and six is a great game, 
I haven't gone back to them as much, so I don't know if they get on the favorite list. So I think my stream playing through 10 here is just me sort of figuring out that uh, for Final Fantasy, I have two completely separate lists. And uh, I want people to know that out there, that if I say, oh, that game's great, just know, you know, sometimes when I say that, it's on my favorite list, not so much (laughs) the better game list. Yeah, I get Um, that. Yeah, so I am excited to play this because... It's reminded me of all the stupid shit of Spear Grid and the swords and how much it, the opening part of that game up through Luke is like riding a bike in terms of um, knowing where, you know, certain uh, treasure chests are and stuff like that. Um, I did have a hard time in Killika Temple um, trying to figure out how to use the destruction spear. Um, I've got one step in it, but um, yeah, I hope you guys are along for the ride. Um, I'm going to try and play. I would have played probably one or two more times before this podcast comes out. I'll probably play Tuesday, maybe. Um, so before we go to Comic-Con um, next week. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm having a ton of fun playing it. And it'll definitely scratch the RPG itch um, in that sense until Mario RPG comes out next month. Oh, man. Which, by, by the way, I pre-ordered that and Wonder. So I'm very excited. For yes. That. Yeah, they put Wonder in the uh, kiosk already at target and walmart um if you want to get a sneak preview i I don't want to say i don't want to ruin stuff like so speaking of that real quick before we get into our stuff i've stopped watching rebirth stuff i'm i'm not watching any final fantasy 7 rebirth stuff anymore they've shown way too much already i don't want to see anymore i'm already pumped i don't need to see anymore i'm good yeah i only watched the last thing i watched was a uh, Maximilian dude thing um, on on the map. Yeah, breaking I watched down that. The map. I watched that because I was interested to see how big the the game was going to be. Yeah, which spoiler alert, ridiculously large. <laughs> like, yeah, it's going to be pretty big. It's going to be. This is going to be. It. It's going to be a hundred hour game. Yeah, there's no doubt in my mind. Yeah, I, it's, I'm going to say between sixty and a hundred, depending on you know how much you put into it. You know, if you're the kind of skilled player that can just mainline and not have to get all the extra weapons and stuff yeah, to help you, that's, that's you not probably me. do it in about 60. Um, <laughs> but if you got to get all the extra weapons, like, I'm still on the fence real quick going back to 10 and before I finish out, and it'll lead me, this conversation with Rebirth will lead me into our first story um, in the news. But um, I am really seriously debating if I'm going to do the 250 lightning strikes oh, don't. in the Thunder it, Points. I- are you playing on PS4? Uh yeah. Okay. So you're trying are you gonna try to get have you ever done it before? No. Oof. Uh yeah. so not it's it doesn't seem like a fun thing to do. I might just do but it off stream, but I'm just saying if yeah, I'm like debating if you're it. Trying to platinum, then yeah. Yeah, you're gonna have yeah. to do it. I, I'm I'm debating for later in the game, you know, doing some things I've never done before in that game. Um so uh we'll do that. But but yeah, there's going to be stuff like that in this in Rebirth um, that you're going to seem going to take way too long for a minimal <laughs> uh, reward. Um, yeah, I I've given up on trying to platinum or 100 yeah. percent games. I can I just can't do it anymore. Yeah, yeah like so. I'll do I'll do I'll see stuff in there that I want to do, and I will I will do those things, but like do all the side quests. Like I'm going to do that anyway. Or, you know, beat the game on different difficulties. I might do that. I'll see how I feel. Yeah. But for the most part, 
I don't. The, there's usually stuff in there that makes you play the game a certain way, and I don't yeah. want to play it that way. So, yeah, yeah, it is what it is. So, um, yeah, just uh, play it on the hard level until you get to another Triple H moment, um, <laughs> and need to stop. Um, yeah, so so I'm excited about Ten and then Rebirth and Super Mario RPG and you know if you know a lot of things coming out this fall and winter. I'm so excited. October, October is crazy, Mark. Is, crazy. Is, I gotta look. You, I don't know if you know off the top of my out top of your head, and maybe people can help on Twitter. Well, I probably would know the answer by the time this podcast comes out. So, but still, tell me anyway. Um, is that Persona Three remake coming out this fall? I believe it is. <sighs> um. I'm going to, I'm going to look. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So while he looks, uh, the final thing I played, um, I am level 187 in Monopoly go. So yeah. Phone games. <laughs> you need to stop it a lot. No, Persona, <laughs> Persona three one comes out next year. The oh, same God. It comes out the same around the same time as remake. It comes out the same month. Yeah. But I was just worried that because I just wanted a nice, easy winter of playing Starfield, FF 10, Mario RPG, you know, maybe Call of Duty multiplayer, um, you know, not have to worry about another hundred hour RPG. <laughs> in, in Is Persona there, 3. Are they doing another Persona? Was there? Were they doing Persona three, two also? Or is it no, just three? Uh, just three remake. Um, everything else is coming out. Um, I guess HD, and then they're doing Tactica. That's for, right. For five. That's right. Which um, I'm at the saturation point with five stuff as much as I love it. Um, I think the only thing I'm going to look and see if now that I got a little extra money um, after Comic-Con to see if I can finally get five soundtrack on vinyl. Because it's usually pretty expensive where you have to buy the the complete package to get it um, with three and four. But um, yeah, yeah, I'm probably not going to play Tactica because I'm pretty much um, if I play anything, I'll just replay. I'll just replay the game with Royal, you know, Royal with the extra content. Um, and I also have DLC to play. I still have to play Horizon and Phantom Liberty. And I Jesus. have Forza. I've got Forza <laughs> Motorsport to play, Mark. Oh, God. Anyway, let's get into the news because we could sit here all day complaining about how many video games. Oh, woe is me. I have so many, <laughs> many video incredible games. video games to play. Oh, all God. So, so good. So we'll do one last Final Fantasy topic. And... It was something that sparked the controversy that... Um, oh, we're going to talk about this? Yeah, just real quick. Not okay. too deep. Um, so Square just casually dropped it on their uh, some stream or Twitter feed or whatever that um, it will be pronounced Kate Sith um, Which... in in Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Up um, until... Up until... Uh, not that long ago, I had never heard the other pronunciation yeah. Yeah. before. So, so there's a really good video that I recommend everybody go watch that Maximilian Dude did on this because he um, went through the learning phase in a half hour of things that I knew that I didn't think, no, I thought everyone else knew um, in terms I, of he thought... I knew, yeah, go ahead. I knew that there was mythos behind not, or not, not mythos, but there was a story behind the other name. I yeah. guess we can say it. The other the other pronunciation for Kate Sith is Ketchi. Which yeah. is what is pronounced. It's pronounced that way in the Japanese version, and there's. It's based on an old Gaelic uh, yeah. story, uh, which Max Manny gets into, and oh, I'm not. I don't yeah. have enough information on it to to 
give all give yeah. give a story on it. So he yeah, he so, does a much better job explaining it. Yeah, I would go watch that video. It's about twenty minutes, and it, it he basically because he started out as someone that I I guess would exist, but I didn't think existed. That all he thought it was was just people being essentially, I guess, weeaboos and just being the Japanese is better. You know, that's this is correct pronunciation. You know, because that's the way it is in Japanese. Um, yeah. And he just thought it was one of those fights and didn't know anything else that had to do with it. And I'm like, I didn't think I was like, I, I thought at this point people knew about the at least the Gaelic tie in um, as why it's pronounced uh, Ketchi. Um, but real fast, um, I recommend watching that video to get more information on everything that went down with this um, being dropped is that basically it being Gaelic and, you know, there's a lot of history with the Gaelic language in the sense of the English, like trying to stamp out the language and things associated with it and all that. And the percentage of people that still speak Gaelic or live in Scotland and have, you know, you know, or even Ireland and stuff that have a background of people that have spoken Gaelic before and all that, this opens up a whole wound again of, you know, the English language stomping on Gaelic, essentially. It's my, is the, Sparknose yeah, version gathered. from me. That's what I gathered from it. <laughs> yeah, so it's like a cultural erasure. Um, and that's what a lot of people are really upset about. Um, and, you know, I don't know why they just decided to do this. Um, because, like we've said, it's pronounced correctly in the Japanese. So why not just redo, like, you're remaking, just have the correct pronunciation. Yeah. Um, and I was pissed off that they... When they did the pronunciation, they changed it to K-A-T-E. Um, when C-A-I-T, you can read as Kate. Yeah, I but guess they just wanted to make sure. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, that, that's, that's, a, that's a grammar nerd English minor thing here. Um, that they didn't need to change that, but they did. But yeah, in short, go watch the Maximilian Dude video. He gets into much deeper um, on it and gets into a whole thing about, you know, how, how Twitter is the worst thing that's happened to this. Um, world, and he's 100% Not right. Wrong. Not wrong. Um, yeah, so, moving on to I guess, also, sad news, but, um, out of nowhere, um, I think it was a few days ago, um, back on the 5th, uh, Telltale just reportedly laid off a whole bunch of employees, um, just kinda, I, from what I could tell, um, it was at the beginning of September, and it's just, like, you know, coming out now, um, cause somebody said on Twitter, you know, he's laid off most of us, um, the developer for um, uh, Wolf Among Us 2. Um, but apparently, according to Telltale, that game still wouldn't work. But yeah, so here's another another podcast, another thing talking about layoffs, Tom. Uh, but well, we got this one and Epic. Yep, that's going to be my next story. But yeah, uh, it's terrible. It's a terrible time. Of t- yep. Terrible time. The reason I separated these stories is because Epic's thing has one thing attached to it and a really funny thing. That just shows you how bad some people are at running business. So the outside of just doing the layoffs, which are about 900 people, um, is that they also divested from Bandcamp, um, which I don't know exactly what they did with it while they had it that, you know, that cost them all this money or whatever. But Bandcamp, hopefully it survives or something else happens because that was one of the that's one of the great places to find, you know, um, music for people that can't afford to get on Spotify or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, or whatever you need to do to get on those streamings. Um, it's waiting people's name out there, but 
Yeah, the, and the funny part was, I think it came out today, and I might be slightly wrong with it, but um, apparently they didn't realize they were losing enough money that they needed to do layoffs until about 10 months ago. Like, like you would think that if you're losing as much money as they are, that they had to do what they did. Yeah. Yeah, you would have seen it coming. You would think so, but they didn't. Yeah. Uh, yeah the, the whole thing blows my mind. Like, how do you not realize that you're going to have to let all these people go? Not only that, then then you just like are like oh yeah you're you're gone there's no yeah I, I yeah it just it just the the industry is in a terrible terrible place in terms of this stuff um you know which is why they need unions essentially um it's not so much that layoffs layoffs are really bad but it's that they can do this with such short notice on certain things and just you know i mean even in games media and stuff it's you know i just remember the story from the waypoint now remap people where, um, you know, they got laid off because they, they may have been included by accident and then nobody took them out um, yep. of the thing, you know, because a lot of these people, kids, if there are kids listening to this or teenagers, um, there are a ton of people in charge of places and companies that are much dumber than you. <laughs> um, but they somehow failed upwards. And things like this occur when they're in charge. And I'm not saying I'm the smartest man in the world, but anytime you read a story and your first thought is, oh, how could somebody be that stupid? They are that stupid. That is why it occurred. Yep. Um, it looked no further than the writer's strike where they thought they could wait them out. Then Drew Barrymore tried to go back uh, without her writers. She got screamed at by probably Everyone. thousands of people. Everyone. <laughs> and finally, the CEOs of those companies a week later went, uh, maybe we should settle this. <laughs> if they're going to scream at Drew Barrymore um, and stay united against her, um, you know, yeah, a lot of people are idiots. And, you know, there are some really smart people that, that get on, I'm not saying that, um, that get high up in companies. But yeah, a lot of times when you see something stupid that happened, um, I think there was one where um, that game that Sega just canceled that was their highest selling game or highest like budget game ever um the the produce apparently the head of the studio oversold what his studio could do and every time they sent something in the sega essentially the game was just getting worse and worse um <laughs> in terms of stuff <laughs> and that's just somebody being way too dumb and just seeing money signs there uh but yeah yeah that's essentially what all this stuff is with these layoffs it's just you know, terrible business practices in terms of some people think layoff is good for companies, but whatever. Um, hopefully all these people find, um, you know, work somewhere and hopefully Bandcamp survives if it's not already doing this because this came out about a week ago. Um, but yeah, so let's move on to um, also I had a third layoff news. They laid off people at Twitch apparently, too. So fuck it. Everybody's getting laid off, Jeez. you know, right, right in time for Christmas season. Um, that that just came out a couple of days ago. Um, you know, right before they went to TwitchCon, it was reported that they're going to lay people off Twitch. Uh, anyway, before we get really angry, um, over on Roblox, um, somebody recreated the Barbie Dream House and turned it into a tycoon game. That's awesome. <laughs> God bless Roblox. I'll never understand it or be able to do it, but every time my niece tells me something about it, I just go... How the fuck could they do that? <laughs> it's essentially my reaction to her. 
To which he says to me, Uncle Mark, you can't say that word in front of me. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm like, well, you're going to learn it at some point. Um, but yeah, so uh, it launches uh, today when we're recording. Um, uh, during the beta, it had 3 million people come visit it. Um, and, uh, you know, because you can build and explore your very own dream house. Um, it's, it's, Roblox is a fascinating thing to me that I will never understand. Um, but the one thing it does show you is that I bet you a bunch of these people that are like preteen and teens that are making this stuff. Like, I think this guy's probably an adult that made this because it's a developer. It's a metaverse developer, which gag. But um, yeah, you see some of this stuff in Roblox. I'm like, a lot of these people are like future game designers. Like, it, it's amazing what they're doing in there. So, uh, and, uh, you know, apparently like, and it's accessibility stuff. Like, you can give your characters hearing aids if you have hearing it, you know, like, customization is amazing over there um and I mean, the yeah I, I still i roblox still just blows my mind like yeah. i don't i don't know how they do it yeah i i it's just amazing to me no idea but they love it um it's probably it's probably the equivalent of our flash games where our parents probably didn't understand that <laughs> like what are you telling me i spent 60 bucks on this game and you're playing this thing for free <laughs> And playing it much more like Snood and Slingo and you know all those games, um, you know. But anyway, if you're if you're a Barbie fan um, or a Roblox fan, apparently this thing is pretty good, um, despite it being a metaverse developer. Uh, yeah. So final news that I have here, I didn't see the Xbox thing for October. Um, it may have been in there, I may have just missed it. Uh, but the PlayStation Plus um, is adding the Callisto Protocol to, I believe, the extra tier. I don't just go on PS5 and see if you can get these games. That's essentially no, my on, advice to you. On the normal one, I got normal it. One? Okay. Yep. Um, and then most importantly, Farming Simulator 22. Uh, 100%. That's the game you're getting, right? And how could you not? The only reason I bring this up because I saw this, and you know, maybe I'll try the Clisto Protocol, even though it didn't get great reviews um, on there. Is that I saw it was either on Instagram or TikTok, where apparently there is. Farming Simulator esports. That doesn't and, surprise me. And it was showing people like not like stadium, but like a convention center, like auditorium type deal, where they were just watching people play Farming Simulator. <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, I I understand how it works on Twitch because most people that play these games are like doing interaction with the audience at the same time, and it's a good chill game, kind of like American Truck Simulator, where you can do the thing but also still interact. Yeah. Um, this was like competition and I'm like, that's weird, but Hey, whatever floats your boat. But, um, yeah, I pop, I, I wanted to tell that story on here. So my excuse was finding this story that you can, you can play. Um, and apparently they're doing the closer protocol because it's spooky season. Um, of course, yeah. as you do. Yeah. And, and as the writer points out here, the other two games are farming simulator 22 and weird West, which doesn't really go into the spooky season that Sony's trying to sell with these games. Um so well, they they went they went a third of the way. That's that's more than they they normally would. Yeah. And um final news before we uh move on from the news. Um it looks like um I think uh our long national nightmare is over and I think Microsoft and Activision um will probably be closing the deal next week. I think it seems like the 13th I thought I read. Um I because they have to have it done by the 18th. Um, 
So it looks like it'll be like next Friday, um, which which could possibly mean Call of Duty on Game Pass, and I am excited. I'm holding off. Nice. I'm holding off buying it. They keep bombarding me with the beta, and I'm like, I'm not even that much of Call of Duty, bro. But my brain is going, Mark, you need the beta. You need to get in the beta. And I I don't know when this voice started coming into my head. Um, probably in the last three years since I've been playing Call of Duty multiplayer online. Um, but yeah. Yeah, so I'm waiting to see that before I buy it on PlayStation. Um, but yeah, so hopefully that means we can stop hearing about all this stuff um, with it and we can just move on with our lives and um, hopefully it doesn't ruin the industry. That's about all I can say at this point. Um, and that somehow Ubisoft found a way to make money off of it because of course they did. Of course they did. How would they not? <laughs> so moving on, talking about money. Uh, we have extra life coming up in about uh, a little less, a little over a month from now. It's um, hard the, to believe. It really yeah, is. Yeah. For those of you that uh, didn't hear, um, we are splitting up extra life, um, the main uh, drive for extra life over two days, uh, because a we're getting older, uh, b there are now kids involved um, <laughs> that was not there before. So twenty four hours, not great. Um, and I think it also allows us to pack as much good stuff in over over two days so uh the first one will be uh november 11th um so come celebrate your veterans um with us um as we'll go um i'm assuming it'll be nine to nine eastern standard time um, i think i think that's probably the best yeah obviously we'll go we'll, we can bleed over an hour or so if we're playing yeah. something like jackbox or something that that bleeds over uh, but nine to nine is the goal for 12 hours. Um, we do have a little wiggle room on the end. Like I said, if we're in the middle of something, um, but we're not going to have that drag out where we're just looking at the clock while someone's playing a vintage game. Um, you know, it, it'll be fun to still have energy at the end there. Um, yeah. and then on the 18th, we'll do another 12 hours. Um, uh, TBD in terms of, um, location. Um, you know, we'll figure it out because first, first, uh, day is the Tom's. Um, and then we'll just see, you know, what, how it goes for the other ones. We might do multiple remote, remote locations, um, you know, try and get a little parsec going, um, and stuff like that if need be, or we'll be at, uh, Jen's, um, Roxy Foxy's place. So keep an eye out on that. Um, because, you know, depending, we might do tabletop stuff for that one, but this, the second one's up in the air in terms of exactly content. Uh, the first 12 hours will be what you know and love. You know, we'll probably play some old school games. We'll play some first person shooters. We'll play Jackbox, you know, maybe wrestling, you know, maybe bring. Um, I'm, I think I'm going to buy that WarioWare game or unless if you're going to purchase it, Tom. I'm um, probably not going to purchase it. Yeah, so it's so, all, that's all you. So, so I'll probably pick that up because I think did that you, game will be pretty fun. Did you buy Mario Party? I do have Mario Party. I feel like we should play that this year. Yeah, yeah. It, the shenanigans that happens in Mario Party is unmatched. So I, I my, my like... goal is is that we'll lead with the WarioWare because that'll be goofy on camera because you got to yeah. go into poses while doing some of the stuff. Um, so I feel like it's a good camera game. And if it gets boring or you know some people don't like it, um, you know we can move on to Mario Party. Um, yeah. So that first night, that first week will be you know everything you know and love, and then we'll figure out the second day. I'm also probably planning the week after that 
I might do, I don't know if it'll be for Black Friday or the Saturday after, or maybe even over two nights. Um, I might just do, depending on if I'm still playing Final Fantasy X, which should be true, I'll just do long plays of that, you know, like six hours or so mm -hmm. um, to get through. Because near the end, there's like 30 minute cutscenes and stuff like that. Um, or in worst case, we'll just play some Super Mario RPG, you know, for, for, for a good chunk um, to raise money. And maybe we'll just do little things here and there. Um, throughout December, but yeah, doing a little different this year with Extra Life. Um, yeah, I don't know if you uh, you have any ideas or thoughts or um, stuff out there before I do the final spiel at the end here. Well, like I said, I I feel like we should get some more party games involved this this year. Um, I'd like to do some more four player, like either GameCube or N sixty four games, because I feel like we've been lacking with that kind of stuff the last couple of years and I kind of want to get back to it. Um, whether it be Mario Kart or one of the older Mario parties or F zero Jen been talking about playing F zero on, on, uh, on stream. So yeah, anything like that, anything where we can get four players at once. Uh, yeah. one of the old wrestling games. I mean, we got, we got tons of crap on the wall to play. And I, I, think we should especially since we're only doing one like nine to nine we should focus on that stuff we don't want yeah. we don't yeah. want to have folks sitting around all day yeah we don't have to we don't have to try and stretch this year which is what i love it'll be a lot more focused um yeah. get I'm into that so so yeah so the final spiel here um uh, by the time this podcast goes up uh the extra life site will be live um it, it will be um, easiest way to find it will be a tiny URL. This this may change over time. I'm just um, I haven't thought of a theme for this month yet. I might I have a whole weekend to think of that. Um, but I'll just do the generic um, tiny URL dot uh, com slash GVP extra life. Make it pretty simple um, here. Um, I might make up other tiny URLs and stuff uh, to have some fun on Twitter and stuff like that. But yeah, so. Uh, check out uh, today, uh, tinyurl.com slash GVP, as in Game Vault Pod, Extra Life. Um, and you'll be able to uh, donate there. Um, you can do it at any time. You don't have to wait for us on the 11th if you want to donate while we're streaming. I'm going to try and have the API or whatever it's called, um, Tom, up on, up on stuff when I'm streaming. Mm -hmm. um, uh, so that if people do donate, we can thank them live. Um, cool. and stuff like that. So hopefully we'll get some good artwork again, some good, um, maybe, maybe now that I know a website to get like AI art, maybe we can do something stupid with that, um, <laughs> and make it, make it the photo, um, and just have somebody write letters over it, um, and stuff. But yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I think it's a good way to spread it out, um, uh, for this year. Yeah. So, um, and, uh, Speaking of things that we uh, uh, like old school stuff um, that we sometimes bring games from, Tom, our uh, topic this week, um, it appears uh, that the online service uh, for the Nintendo uh, 3DS and the Wii U, um, they're going to be ending it in April. Um, so I'll let, I'll let you go because it was a surprise announcement. I know you're you're the one that's got a little bit more ear to the ground for this vintage stuff. So, uh, yeah, what were your thoughts when when this came out earlier this week? I mean, it was a bit of so 
for the Wii U, that's one thing. But I, the 3DS to me seems like a little out of left field, just for the mere fact that I feel like the 3DS is their one of their one of their, if not their most uh, popular device of all time, and I think a lot of people still use them. So it it was very it was very shocking to me that they were announcing that they were ending online functionality for the 3ds the wii u doesn't surprise me all that much just because there's not a whole lot of multiplayer stuff and online stuff for the wii u at this point that's really out there i guess super mario maker one but there's a super mario maker two on the switch so that yeah. that's that makes that makes sense for to me to shut down the wii u because they're, they've been trying to kill the wii u for a long time <laughs> but yeah i mean it's 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 one of those things that's going to happen eventually, right? Would the other the the weird thing to me is that all of this stuff is shutting down and it's way newer than say the Xbox 360. And the Xbox 360 still has online functionality. Yeah, it's so it, yeah, it's just weird to me that it's going away so soon. Yeah, it's just I I I understand what they're like you said the Wii U is completely understandable cuz a lot of that stuff that had online functionality for that uh, has moved to Switch, and also it wasn't a very popular system. Um, you know, 12 million, 14 million sold, or whatever it was. Yeah, I mean, I, um, I love, I love my Wii U, but yeah, it yeah. was not, it was not definitely not the yeah. the uh, so, the all selling console that they thought it was going to be. Yeah, so I can understand that. It's the 3DS that bothers me a little bit. Um, yeah, I'm in the same boat. In in the sense that. Um, it's turning that into like a, a, a single player thing, which Street Pass is one of the most fun things that they've ever made. Um, it's probably still very popular in Japan um, in terms of they love their mobile game. So I imagine that um, playing online on the 3DS, um, you know, is, is still a big deal over there. But the, the only thing I'm always. I always have a caveat anytime I talk about this stuff because we we don't know the numbers. Um, yeah, specifically, no, I mean, nobody does. Yeah, like like obviously we can say, oh, people obviously have to play, and then you know you get an off the record thing from Nintendo and they go, well, actually, only like a thousand people played online last month. Yeah, and you're kind of like, oh, okay, so maybe you not, don't want to pay for the servers. <laughs> only a thousand people are playing, but I mean, which, I. I- I I understand why it's happening, but that doesn't yeah. mean I have to like it. Oh no, no, no! I'm not saying that. It's just I think in our head we, in some cases, we still think, well, not for the Wii U. We all know no one's playing that. But um, that oh, it's got to be all these people playing it because of handheld, you know, and maybe there's not. Um, but I, I think it comes to a bigger question um, that I I I think might become a bigger deal down the road is that. Um, they've already shut the stores down here, and now they're taking the servers and online stuff and leaderboards and things away. It's like a lot of these consoles are not going to have the longevity in terms of retro stuff as all the I, eight and sixteen bit consoles do. I don't know that we'll ever have retro games like we have now. Like, yeah, like our our childhood, we can go back and play those games. But a lot of people growing up in the 2000s um early 2010s they're not eat until now they're not going to have that same experience because a lot of 
a lot of games now are built around that multiplayer element and you once it's gone there's no getting it back unless somebody put, makes a makes their own server or something and that's very yeah. rare yeah um and it kind of it makes me sad because you know nostalgia is a is a fun thing to play with and if you have no way to experience that it kind of takes away from from your experiences from your childhood um yeah yeah it's it's essentially the whole digital versus physical stuff which is a whole nother topic that we we could have on its own um and you know but with a lot of these games pushing digital you know like i i didn't go through it but you know i was reading stories uh about you know the preparing for the podcast you know about the online service thing which is great and then some of the older articles about the store shutting down it's like you forget a lot of these newer, um, like the Xbox Live Arcade and stuff like that. Um, games were exclusive to that. Like, oh yeah, I, I don't know how you pre- how you preserve that. I mean, I would love to talk to the Gaming Foundation to see what the hell they're doing to preserve those things. But unless if it goes on the Internet Archive, you know, somehow, you know, there's going to be hundreds to thousands of games that are just going to disappear overnight. And yeah, the, this is this is when I say I have no problem sailing the seven seas for for this kind of stuff. Yeah, just just for preservation's sake. Like there's there's games that that were exclusive to the Wii, like the on like WiiWare that you yeah. can't you can't get them anymore. They don't exist. They, they literally are locked on that platform and are unable to be purchased and downloaded. I, which is, I, which is why game preservation is so important because you would never be able to play that kind of stuff ever again. I, I think the thing that's scary is how much closer to modern day they're getting with this in terms of shutting this stuff down. Um, you well, know, I mean, once the 360 and the PS3 go, everything's off the t- everything's on. Like, yeah. there's no holding it back. I 100% think that 360 is just going to stay as long as they. As long as it's, you know, viable to do it, um, because I think there's so many of them in in the world, you know, kind of like they'll probably yeah. do the same thing with PS4. It's their best selling console of all time, so yeah. I I would imagine they would try to. I, I I'm sure people are not going out and buying Xbox 360s and putting them online anymore. No, um, no, the, but it's their it, biggest install base. Yeah, the only reason why Nintendo could get off the Wii was because the Switch is just an upgraded Wii, essentially, um, in terms of having Joy-Cons and motion controls and stuff like that. Well, that, and they didn't, you know, they didn't have a whole lot of functionality built into the Wii. Yeah. Like, they had Netflix, and that was about yeah. as as much as you got, and you could play Mario Kart online. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, it's just, it's just a weird time to be in because, you know, with everything pushing to digital, which, honestly, you know, I'm, I'm fine with, um, you know, it does make it more convenient and all that, but it just it just shows how lucky we are that we're still able to go back and get our nostalgia games physically, you know, if we want to. There's gonna be, you know, there's probably in the not so distant future, you know, or maybe way in the future when like when Roblox shuts down. Yeah, I can't what, imagine it, what's gonna happen. Like what you know kids are like, gonna lose their minds. Yeah. Or like, adults are gonna lose their minds at that point when they can't yeah. access their there are creations that they built in Roblox. Yeah, I mean, there's freakouts when Minecraft does stuff. 
Um, oh, I remember the, like the first big Minecraft reset that they did. People lost their minds because they, they were going to lose all their stuff. Understandably, they were pissed. Like, I, and going back to the, the, you know, the digital thing versus physical, I, I, uh, I, I might make myself feel better buying a, uh, a physical copy, but most of the time there's nothing on the disc anyway. It's just DRM. It's just there yeah. to, to say that you own the game. And there are, there are not many games you can buy today where you get the full game on the disc. That's it. You don't have to download anything. There's no patches. Uh, that stuff doesn't really exist. So it's, it's one of those things where you're kind of locked. You, once these servers go away with these patches, the only way to get them back is going to be through piracy. Now, I, and now I say piracy, but it's it's I call it preservation at that point because you're not. There's no other way to do it. They're taking it away from you. The, the only thing they they could possibly do is is give it back to you in a you know yeah. make you buy it again on the next system. Yeah, yeah, but it's, and it, it still might not even be the same thing that you originally purchased. Yeah, it's. Yeah, the reason we wanted to bring this up is this is just unprecedented territory, and this is just a new, the most recent example of it. Um, and it's just going to be an interesting future going forward as, you know, you know, things change. You know, the age of average gamers goes up um, because most of the younger gamers are just playing Roblox. And, and <laughs> not any, I know we, I, we just keep bringing it up, but it's just like, I, that's all they talk about. And I'm around uh, a 12 to 13-year-old's um it's not like we're just know. making this up and saying oh all kids today only play roblox mark has a mark has a niece who literally that's all she wants to play yeah yeah and you know and it's just you know she'll play all the knockoff versions of real games i shouldn't say real games because these games are pretty well done but you know knockoffs of like the actual games like she she was so great at splatoon when we first played it together because she'd been playing a knockoff version of it on Roblox for four months. Um, and it's just stuff like that that's crazy. But, yeah, so if for any reason you have anything, I, I don't know if this is anything you can do um, before April or whatever to get things you need off of there. I, I don't. Yeah. I think this is just I, I, I a can server tell you shutdown. What, I can tell you what you can do. Yeah. You can hack your Wii or your 3DS. <laughs> True. It's not difficult. It's very not difficult. We don't we we don't we don't advocate crimes here. I but don't do I it. don't I'm not telling you to, but there's plenty of places that can tell you how to do such things. It's, a, it's an option, as they say. Yeah. Um <laughs> it's gonna be the only option soon. Yeah. 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 You're gonna yeah, it's gonna be it's it's gonna be interesting. Um it feels like a very Nintendo thing. Because literally the only things that'll be only thing that'll be online is Switch and Switch 2 at this point. Which That's is what they want. Kind of insane. Yeah, they don't want to deal with old stuff because they don't. That Nintendo will do what they can to take the old stuff away from you to make you buy it again, yeah, which is good business, but probably not great. But it's like an abusive relationship sometimes. It's like they can't oh, keep Nintendo, doing this to us. Nintendo is the biggest <laughs> abusive relationship of all time. Yeah, they just give you a little cookie. Oh, here, do you, here, do you... we'll let you. We'll let you buy this again. Oh yeah, give it to me. I'll take it again. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you can't oh, buy games. Away. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, oh, yeah, you you can buy it again. Okay, I'll buy it again. Take my yeah, money. Yeah. Oh, oh. 
you 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 want to be able to buy uh, games like you did on 3ds, Wii U, and Wii for the older games. How about you give us four dollars a month to play those games, and you don't even get to choose which games you get to play. And yes, yes. <laughs> yep, we all just handed our money over. How about you give us forty more dollars to play slightly more recent games? <laughs> yep, well, we did it. We uh, all we did, did it. it. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, moving on um, to a game that could be its own, um, make you buy it a million times type story. Um, we play Kingdom Hearts, um, Birth by Sleep. Um, and I will say, I'll go first, because I, I did not play it as much as Tom obviously did. And him being the Kingdom Hearts fan, probably have you probably want his opinion more than mine um, on this. But every time I play this, I feel like Kingdom Hearts um, to me, and really haven't juxtaposed with Final Fantasy X, which they're around the same generation um in terms of of when the series came out mm-hmm. every time i play kingdom hearts i feel like i should like it more than i do um like, i feel like i feel like you don't give it enough a chance yeah i, I it's got to be I, it's, it's got to be like the pokemon thing with me where i didn't play it when it first came out when i was the right age to play it and now going back i'm like i don't uh, it, like i don't have that you don't um, have energy for it it's fine yeah, yeah, like it's uh, you know, it's and it's like I can get people, when I can play Final Fantasy X. People go, oh, that game's so old, you know, like, and I'm like, give it a chance. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's like, and, and this game didn't help because this is probably not one of the better ones. Um, yeah, I mean, out there. So, it's, did you play the PSP version? Um, I ended up whenever it? I downloaded, I think it was the PSP version. Yeah, well, it, I, it, I probably should have. I probably should have seen if. I think isn't one of the collections like on Game Pass or PlayStation or something. I probably should. They're very cheap. They're very cheap. Yeah, I probably should look that up. But um, either way, um, it's the same thing. I get everything. I I I like the idea of the game in terms of you know battle systems a little strange, but you get used to it. Um, yeah, pretty quickly. Um, the story is not incomprehensible because I've played through the other games, so I'm just like I'm just floating along on vibes. Um, as the story plays out in front of me, it's like, sure, that sounds fine. So, um, before yeah. you go too far, these yeah. characters are not, they're very much side characters when this game comes out. No one knows who they are. They have no bearing on the story as of this point. Um, so it's hard to get invested when you don't know anything about them. The only thing you knew about them is they showed up in like a teaser at the end of Kingdom Hearts Two, I believe. That's all you. That's all you know. Is you see, you see a, a cutscene where they show up, and they you don't even and they, you don't even know it's them because they're in their that armor that they show in like the first ten minutes of cutscenes. Um, so yeah, it's it's difficult to get invested in characters that don't yeah. seemingly have anything to do with yeah. the game yeah. I'm, yeah I'm just saying in general like unless if i did you know put my nose down and play through starting with one you know and getting through a lot of times when we jump around to these different games that was, that was kind of my joke not good or bad on the story it's just i, I i'm i'm just vibing with it essentially is what i said it's just like sure i'm that that's fine that that happened i i don't know if that's a good or bad thing that just occurred <laughs> on screen it just happened and Tell me where to go next. 
Um, but the, the difference is uh, between most people that like games don't really click with them and stuff and they just sort of shun it or make fun of it. I can see the appeal um, because there are things that hook me for a little bit, but it's, I've never been able to be fully grasped by it. And it's, it's got to be the nostalgia factor um, or maybe, you know, people having more of a love of Disney than I do. Um, you know, that, that's not, it's that last piece that I'm missing. Yeah. But, that very um, well could be it. You yeah. kind of need to be not into Disney, but you have to enjoy Disney to a certain extent yeah. to, to like these games. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, it just, it, it just feels like it's that missing piece for me to sort of just get hooked on the game. And maybe it'll click at some point, who knows? But uh, the one thing I can definitely say about birth by sleep, besides the fact that these names are friggin' ridiculous, um, <laughs> And they probably make sense if you play through all the games. And just like the the thir- 358 over 2 or whatever the other one is actually means something, if you know the story. Um, yep. It's not a good, like like you said, it's side characters, and it's not even like a good gateway into the series. I didn't, I didn't have any, that much fun. It just felt a little bit boring to me um, because I had no connection to anything with it. Right. It's yeah. this should not be your first game. Yeah. That's for sure. Like if you're gonna play Kingdom Hearts, do not start here. Yeah. This is not a starting point. Yeah. This isn't like the Final Fantasy thing where they're like, do I have to play the pre nine or fifteen? Um for a lot of them outside of the sequels, you can jump in whenever. Um this is very much like trying to jump into X two or thirteen two and have that be your first game. Yeah. You know, it's mm-hmm. like things are going on and you have no idea. And um, you know, it was just, it was just interesting, but I've talked way too long about this game, um, because I'm sure the listeners out there, um, want to know what you have to think. Cause you, you actually never played this, uh, have, before this. I have not ever played this before this. So I, I tried the, I tried on the PS4, I played the final mix version. And then I also went back and actually played the PSP version. Cause I, ha- I own that and I have it. I was like, you know, I have this on the PSP. I should probably try it on original hardware just to see what it was like. So the big thing about this game was there was three separate, uh, there was three separate campaigns that you, that you run through, which I thought was a really cool idea because it it helps you learn more about these characters uh, on a one on one basis as opposed to having to see them all in cutscenes and have to figure out what i'm what i'm looking at and what i'm hearing from all these characters at once uh and it kind of gives you a bit more backstory and and growth with them throughout the game and i thought that was a really good idea that they kind of they kind of went and turned that on its head for for dream drop distance but that's a story for another day <laughs> there's another uh, one. dream drop distance <laughs> I don't know the 3DS. I don't consider 3DS retro yet, so I don't know that we'll play that yet. Well, we'll yeah. maybe we might have to. We might have to because they're killing off the service anyway. Yeah, we'll have to see when the 3DS came out because I'm thinking we'll consider retro 20 years. Um, you know, because we're starting to get into PS2 stuff. Yeah, I mean, so. yeah, we'll we'll have to figure, we'll have to make that decision. But anyway, uh, so I played it on the PS4 at first. Look, I thought they did a great job on the upscale and just some frame rate stuff because I played it on the PSP and boof, it was there was some there was some chugging going on when there was a lot of enemies <laughs> on screen. It was very much very much pushing the limits of what the PSP could handle. Uh, 
And surprisingly, the PSP didn't have that many issues, like camera-wise, as I thought it would, since you only have one analog stick. So basically, yeah. you're you're using R and L as your camera, as opposed to having a right analog stick. And that didn't bother me too much, because I think the f- either the first two games did that, or at least the first one did that on PS2. So I, it wasn't too upsetting or too jarring to do that. So other than that, uh, the game is difficult. It was way more difficult than any other Kingdom Hearts game I've ever played. I wasn't, I was not expecting that. I was expecting this one to be a breeze, yeah. and it was, it was not. Um, just for the mere fact that they don't really explain how things work very well, I feel like this is a read the manual type game. Yeah, just yeah, for the a mere, lot of reading. For the the mere fact that when I was on stream, I was like, "How do I use a potion? I don't understand how to use a potion." Mm-hmm. So you have to actually put po- like potions into your attacks. Yeah. So it, it takes up a spot where your attacks were. And I was like, that kind of sucks. It, it it shows me these three attacks that I have, and I have to take one out to use a potion all, at all times, which it seemed a little weird to me. But the, like that's that was like my one nitpick gripe about it is why should I need to have a potion in my like automatic my automatic settings at all times that was that was the one the one thing that bothered me yeah yeah it just it just very much you know it felt like you you could i could feel the handheldness to it oh yeah it was definitely you you could tell it's it's a psp game there's no doubt about it yeah it it, there was no getting around that yeah and one thing i'll say you know pulling back to because obviously i'm splitting time with ff10 is that I keep wanting to use R to control the camera in FF10, and you can't. <laughs> Every time, the right stick. Just want to use the right stick. And I'm like, nope, these are fixed cameras. Can't do that. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's one of the things of you don't realize it, and I'm sure you figured it out, you know, playing this game after, because I know you're doing a playthrough of the mainline, um, Kingdom Hearts. Yep. It's just the little things like that that you just for some reason thought was in every game. It's it's hard to go back yeah. because once you hit a certain game, I forget what game it was. It must have been Kingdom Hearts 2. I want to say Kingdom Hearts 2 had the right stick be your camera. And I think that was like the first game. I was like, wow, this feels right. This feels good. This yeah. is how it should be. And then they never cha- it. No game ever went back from that. Uh yeah. And it's it's hard to go back and play a game that's like, oh yeah, you don't use the right stick for anything. Because I think in Kingdom Hearts One, it doesn't do anything. I think it's just there. I don't think they, I don't think they gave it any functionality. No. So yeah, it's uh, it hurts your brain when you go back to games like that, or when you it's like going back to a, a game where everything's inverted. Yeah, yeah, that was sunshine for me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so. Uh, Kingdom Hearts uh, got another one there. Essentially, is my final thought on it. Um, Mark, Tom, we're going to get you to love Kingdom Hearts yes. one of these days. We're going to try. I, I feel like it's going to be something that clicks. Like, it, like maybe I get to some point in the first. I, I got to play from the first one. Yeah, you got to play the. It, you got to play the first one. You got to play it on the newest console that you can. Whether I, you can play them on PS5. So yeah, if you get like that all in one bundle and you yeah. just start playing through that yeah. i think 
it's on PC too, Mark. You can yeah. get uh, you get on the Epic Store. It's on there. Yeah, I think I think it's like oh, what's a good example? I think for me it was like um, when I played through um, Persona Four after trying three um, when that came out um, and not having a click, and then four clicked with me, and then I was able to play through three after that. Yeah, I feel that that's what I it, like playing it on a better console. Maybe that'll help, but. I'll keep checking in with it. Um, anyway, Tom, yes. what's your score in this game? I'm giving it a four out of five. It's not the best, uh, not the best Kingdom Hearts, but it's still Kingdom Hearts. So it, okay. I, I, I'm going to give it a four out of five. Music's great, atmosphere's great. Uh, even the the visuals on a PSP level, incredible. That's about as yeah. good as it would get, minus the performance issues, which you can't really. You can't really gripe on it too hard because it's a PSP and it's yeah. loading stuff off of a spinning disc. So, you know, I can't I can't be too harsh, but yeah, I'm going to give it a four out of five. Yeah, and I'll go three and a half because I can see the quality there. Um, as as batshit insane as the story is, they at least try to tell a deep story. Um, and by deep, I mean, like, it's not surface level. Um, in terms of its conflicts and stuff like that. Like, they try to go a little deeper than that. Um, and I can appreciate that, even though I uh, um, don't, you know, really get it yet. Um, yeah. And like you said, the music and stuff is really good, as it always is. Um, and it looks a lot better than it should, um, unless if I was just seeing it upscaled on the totally legitimate PSP I was playing <laughs> um, on. But yeah, yeah, so three and a half for me. Tom? Um, before I ask this question, um, have you added your new bundle of games to the wheel? I I have not yet. I'm still working on that, but, uh, yeah, we will be getting a new, a new batch of NES games to add to our, uh, nice. It feels like something we haven't played, um, in a while. Um, so let me see if I willed that into the world, Tom, (laughs) and, uh, let's spin that wheel. Well, I kind of half-willed it into existence, Tom. <laughs> um, please tell us the game and system that we'll be playing for tonight's Retro Roulette. We will be playing Cruisin' World for the Nintendo 64. Yep, so I wanted an NES game. We got a Nintendo game, so <laughs> I half right. I'll, I'll, I'll say it's probably better than Miss Cleo ever did. Uh, I, don't, I don't know that I'm going to be able to speed run this one. I think I got no. super lucky on the last one. So that was so great. We I don't even know if we could have legitimately handed that in for you. Uh, because I don't know. It was on. It was it was on tape. So or I, on tape. You know the, what I mean. What I found out. Um, oh, for those of you who don't know out there, Tom finished in the top fifty in the world or top thirty or something uh, for cruising USA, and he would have been like top twenty if he didn't fail the final race um, with his time there. So it was amazing. I, I, I lost a race. I lost one race in the whole the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, he finished second. Yeah, like could he was could see the car in front of him. Um, and, you, and for those of you who don't know, in those cruising games, you have to finish first to move on. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So from my thing of trying to speed run, um, uh, uh Mike Tyson's punch out. You ha- like there has to be like I don't know if our background would have stopped it from being a legitimate thing. Oh, you think um, the layout would have been a problem? Yeah, layout seems to be like when, like the way I was doing it, where 
the game was like its own separate thing, mm-hmm. like with nothing under it, beside it, or or next to it. I was in the corner. My timer was above me, and then the whole two thirds of the screen was the game, um, because that's what you had to do. So I don't know if they had the same thing for Cruising USA, but either way, we have it on tape with legitimate time, and you can always compare it. I'm the B, but let's just see if Cruising World happens again with that. <laughs> it came out of the blue last time, so who knows? Yeah. Um. So that's what we'll be playing tonight. Um. Um. And we'll be playing uh Final Fantasy. Um. Uh, 10, either Tuesday or Wednesday, or maybe both nights. We'll see. Um, if my math is correct, and if I play if I play one segment on Saturday, and not just Saturday and Sunday, we should be through Luca, because um, I'm about to get to Luca. Um, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play more than two hours um, on, on Saturday or Sunday, whenever I do it. Um, so we should be able to get through Luca. So I'm imagining the um, we'll be getting into some shit. Um, in terms of the game story, uh, by the time Tuesday comes around, so because um, Luke is a nice turning point for all of that, um, yeah. So be sure to join us then. Um, and then, like I said, maybe at some point I play Oxen Free too. Who knows? Uh, it might be a game I play in December and stream like I did the year one game of the year for me. Uh, but yeah, so look out for all that um, on the um, on the Twitch coming up, and uh, one final time. Extra Life um, website should be up. It's tinyurl.com slash GVP Extra Life. And we'll be, um, our main drive will be November 11th, starting 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time uh, to roughly 9 p.m. You know, we might bleed over an hour or two, depending on what we're playing and how much fun we're having with what we're playing. Um, You'll kind of get the vibe by like 7 o'clock, whether we'll run over time or not. And then uh, we'll play on the 18th, uh, time TBD, but we'll keep you notified. Um, Tom, any final Extra Life thoughts? I'm excited. Uh, I I love Extra Life when it comes around every year, and uh, I'm even more excited that I don't have to stay up for 24 hours. Yeah, yeah, same here. Um, And like I said, we're going to be sprinkling other little mini fundraisers throughout um, the rest of November and December. Um, I might do a Final Fantasy blowout um, if we're nearing the end of the game. Um, maybe one of my things will be the final showdown with Shin, um, you know, as a stream, uh, because God knows I'm going to die to either Jack or Seymour two, Seymour three, you know, is that Seymour four? It's either three or four Seymour. Um, uh, at that point, unless if I found a way to make myself overly ridiculously powerful, um, which I might have, but yeah, that's what I'm thinking for that. Uh, yeah. So thank you for joining us again. Um, we'll see you tonight for a retro roulette game, a cruise in USA. And um, hope you guys have a good rest of your week. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.